Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready for honest conversation on a variety of transformative topics such as courage, integrity, self-love, strength, balance? If so, you're in the right spot. Join Mildred Lynn. Popular Soulbox Live hosts John Carousel and Heisey Lutmers, and a variety of guest panelists as they tackle tantalizing topics. Let's Talk About airs the second Monday of the month at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, so mark your calendars. And now, let's join today's roundtable moderator, Mildred Lynn McDonald. Good morning, everyone. This is Mildred Lynn McDonald, and I am your host for Healing Conversations live from Sebastopol, California. And joining me today for the weekly roundtable is John Carousella. Morning. Deb Carousella. Good morning. And Heisey Lettermers. Hello. What we're going to talk about is a passage that I came across maybe three years ago. And it's one of those things like throwing spaghetti on the wall. It sticks. So I thought this would be a great opportunity to read the passage to our listeners and then invite our hosts, Hi C, Deb and John, to provide some commentary in three areas. So first of all, I'm going to read the passage, then I'll share the three questions, and then we'll see what John and Hi C and Deb have to offer. All right, here it goes. It's called The Wise Woman and the Stone. A wise woman was traveling in the mountains, and she found a precious stone in a stream. The next day, she met another traveler who was hungry, and the wise woman opened her bag to share her food. The hungry traveler saw the precious stone and asked the woman to give it to him. She did so without hesitation. The traveler left, rejoicing in his good fortune. He knew the stone was worth enough to give him security for a lifetime. But in a few days, he came back. He returned to the place where he saw the wise woman, and he came to return the stone. I've been thinking, he said. I know how valuable the stone is, but I will give it back to you in the hope that you can give me something even more precious. Give me what you have within you that enabled you to give me the stone. So I'll repeat the last line. Give me what you have within you that enabled you to give me the stone. Author unknown. So that's the passage. And what we have an opportunity to explore with Devin, Heisey, and John are the following questions. What do you think or feel the wise woman had within her that enabled her to give the other traveler her precious stone? So that would be the first question. The second question is, what is your precious stone? And the third question is, would you be able to give the precious stone away? Or who would you need to be 
in order to give the precious stone away. So would anybody like to jump in there? That's a beautiful story. So what did the woman have that enabled her to give the precious stone away? To me, that story is two things. One, non-attachment. And two, an implicit confidence or trust in the benevolence and appropriateness of the way the world unfolds. So the precious stone represents something, to me, it represents something that is transferable in the sense that you can give it away. What she has inside her is something you can't give away because once you have it inside you, it can never leave you. So you can teach it, but you can't give it. Kind of how I, I like took, that, took that story. Deborah Heisey? I kind of really got the same understanding of the story that John just related. The old woman, there's a sense of contentment and peace that I sense, that I feel she must embody. She has no additional wants that are obvious. She's happy. She's content. She doesn't have a sense of yearning or need or desire outside of what already is for her. So the prospect of the potential that this precious stone embodies is not of any value to her. And so sharing it with someone else is as easy as sharing her food because what she values, she must already have. And your other questions, for myself, I'm not there yet. I don't think that I have that same sense of total contentment, that it would be very simple for me, should I have come upon this precious, wonderful magic stone, magic in the sense that, wow, this could provide for me for the rest of my life. I am not at a place where that wouldn't be desirous, necessary. I don't feel that I'm in a place where I wouldn't believe that that is necessary for me to hold for myself, for my own well-being. And so I envy the old woman that she has come to that place in her life where, as John said, she either has a sense of it doesn't really matter because anything that I would want will come to me and I don't need to hold this in reserve. I don't have that complete sense of freedom yet. Thank you. And I'm going to come back and ask you what your precious stone is. And I'm going to come back and ask John that too, because I think that's a really important question. Hi, Sue, what about you? What was your take? Like John, my first way of characterizing it was certainly it was a a story and and a display of non-attachment. Now, it could be that sometimes it may be a story of we don't necessarily recognize something that is precious because perhaps she just saw it as a stone and didn't think of it as anything more than that, whereas the other person saw a certain value or preciousness in it. So it could speak to kind of like the beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Something that one person sees great value or preciousness in may not mean much to the other person. I also think that it demonstrated this idea of 
even though she's an old woman, she still is going through life almost playing like a child, just enjoying life and saying, oh, well, you know, look at this shiny stone. I'll pick that up. But now I'll give it to somebody because I'm sure I'll find another shiny stone the same way that a child will think, I really want that toy, play with the toy for 10 minutes, and suddenly that toy never gets played with again because now they're on to the next toy. So they don't attach this value to something that says, my happiness is dependent on this thing, and if this thing ever goes away, I will never be happy, versus they can be happy with it for a short term, and then they know there will be something else that will bring them pleasure or joy or happiness, and they aren't stuck on that one thing and unwilling to ever let it go, even if it could bring happiness to somebody else because they get stuck in, it's mine. And this is that kind of egolessness that she displayed where there is no sense of it's mine versus whatever I have is to be shared freely. And that means that I can go through life feeling unencumbered and not feeling stress about what I have and am I going to lose it and what will happen or who will I be if I don't have it because none of those thoughts seem to really arise for her because she hadn't attached any of that happiness, self-definition, etc. to that stone or to any one particular thing. And I'm also struck by that story because there's no indication that she was not willing to share her food. It was simply the person saw the stone in her bag and asked for that instead. So she wasn't trying to not give him something that he had asked for. He just saw something else and decided that's what he wanted instead. And that, to me, again, illustrates that she had that willingness and openness to offer him, because she simply opened her bag when he asked, you know, if that stone hadn't been in there, she would have opened her bag and the food would have been in there and she would have given him food. For myself, when I read it, I was haunted by the traveler's turmoil, by gaining everything he thought that he wanted, so that represented to me material, and then he couldn't reconcile that with himself. Somehow it wasn't enough, Mm -hmm. and it really played on him enough that he had to travel back and see this wise woman to find out what is the true treasure, what is truly precious, because obviously you have this. So I'd like to throw out, what is your precious stone? Do you know what your precious stone is? Do you have a precious stone that you can share with people? What would you be willing to offer to a traveler freely? Uh, So funny. Another story of the Philosopher's Stone. The Philosopher's Stone is apparently this mystical stone that if you possess it, you possess the secret of transmutation the capacity to transmute lead into gold, for example. And I had a a mystical experience where I actually was given a glimpse of how to do that. So in a a way, I feel like I was given to hold the Philosopher's Stone for just a few moments. And the lesson that I got from that experience was so simple and so profound that I think that's my precious stone. It's this. You can master the secret of transmutation to turn lead into gold or to convert something into something else. You can have that skill of magic. But the secret to it 
is to love the thing so completely, to be so intimate and so connected to it, that you love it so completely that you have no desire to change it. So in a way, the power to transmute something only appears at the moment when you no longer desire to transmute it. Anybody else want to tackle that? I would probably have to continue my train of thought from before. I'm not aware of what my precious stone might be at this point in my life. I know there are things that I would be very happy to be generous with. I don't feel that I'm in a place where I have to be stingy, where I have to be guarded. So there are many things about my time, my energy, my material possessions that I'm very happy to share with others, but there's always a little bit of a limit. I'm always very careful that I don't over share or I don't overextend, which is why perhaps the envy of the old woman it doesn't seem to concern her in the least whether she's sharing her food or whether she's sharing this object that seems to have some value. So I don't really have a precious stone in the same way that the woman in the story had one, that I would be completely open to just giving away. And hi, C, what about you? I guess if I had to name something... I might say that my precious stone is guidance on the path. And by that, I mean, instead of being attached to any one thing being what someone may need, it's more, for example, like in the story, generally speaking, someone will come and they often will identify something that they need rather than me having to figure out what I should be giving them just like he recognized in the the bag and the stone and said, give me the stone. It wasn't her that said, no, I think that you need this stone instead of food. And so for me, I think it's trying to cultivate the willingness to offer whatever is needed by the person that they indicate because that's their inner or higher self knowing what they need in that moment to help them progress down their path in life. And than also not having attachment to anything material or even anything that I say or do that they might ask for, but instead to simply offer it freely and say, here you are, and then it's up to them to take it, run with it, do what they will with it, but I can't worry about what they do with it versus simply have the willingness to offer it when the need is expressed. What about you, Lutherland? What's your precious stone? My precious stone relates to this. I believe that I'm here to experience the joy of being alive. So my precious stone is my joy in living that I'm willing to open up and share with anybody. So my being, I guess Mm. that would be what it is. I want to thank John and Hi C and Deb for really being present and offering their clear and deep thoughts on the topic area for today, the wise woman in the stone. And I'd like to invite our listeners to replay the roundtable 
listen to the passage, and ask yourself the same questions. And you can use the guidance from John and Deb and Hi-C and myself as four different perspectives to help you discern where you are in relationship to the wise woman and the stone. A wise woman was traveling in the mountains, and she found a precious stone in a stream. The next day, she met another traveler who was hungry, and the wise woman opened her bag to share her food. The hungry traveler saw the precious stone and asked the woman to give it to him. She did so without hesitation. The traveler left, rejoicing in his good fortune. He knew the stone was worth enough to give him security for a lifetime. But in a few days, he came back. He returned to the place where he saw the wise woman, and he came to return the stone. I've been thinking, he said. I know how valuable the stone is, but I will give it back to you in the hope that you can give me something even more precious. Give me what you have within you, that enabled you to give me the stone. Author unknown. What do you think or feel the wise woman had within her that enabled her to give the other traveler her precious stone? What is your precious stone? Would you be able to give the precious stone away? Or who would you need to be in order to give the precious stone away? So thank you very much, John, and Hi-C, and Deb. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please join us next time for Amethyst Oracle, Divination with a Queer Twist, with hi Ludmers and Charlie Harrington, Tuesday evening at 8 p.m. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.